Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NCEA podcast. I'm John Reyes, the Executive Director of Operational Vitality for NCEA. Welcome to this week's show. NCEA 2021 is less than four weeks away, and we're looking forward to gathering thousands of Catholic educators from across the nation for what is sure to be a powerful and transformative event. With over 100 sessions available live and on demand in 12 learning tracks, we've assembled what we believe is the best of the best for your learning and growth. So this week, we're pleased to have Jen Schriefelner, who is the Director of Communications, Marketing, and Social Media for the Diocese of Palm Beach, Florida, as our guest. Jen is an absolute rock star when it comes to comms and social media, and we'll we'll be presenting not one, but two sessions at NCEA 2021. So Jen, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, John. I'm glad to be here and looking forward to NCA 2021 and also the presentations that um, we're going to be listening to and participating with. That's so awesome. How can you tell us a little bit? How has your school year been? Like, how has it been working comms and, and marketing and social media in, in a year like this? That's a great question. Um, well, it's been exciting. Um, So in my role here, I serve as the designated spokesperson for the diocese, uh, in addition to handling our media relations and public relations. Um, I work with our Office of Catholic Schools and our superintendent, Gary Jello, just to make sure that we are um, releasing the proper content at the right time with our schools, um, really working closely on some crisis communication strategies working through COVID and and what that has entailed as our students transition from, you know, at-home learning um, to in-person classes. And um, thankfully, we had a lot of plans and templates in place, so things went as smoothly as they could. We've got um, great working relationships with our schools. Um, It's been challenging. It's something definitely that's new, and we've had to be uh, very fluid in our plans. But I'm, I'm grateful for a solid team and hardworking administrators and um, kids that want to be in school and want to learn. So very grateful for that. Jen, that's tremendous. And, and I imagine because you've done this work for so long, uh, you've had a lot of lessons and a lot of experiences that have paid off, I think, in the last 12 months. So uh, just in your expert opinion and your experience, what do you believe the pandemic has taught Catholic schools and Catholic school leaders about communications? Oh, yeah. Um, a few things come to mind um, about what the pandemic has really kind of taught us. Uh, one of those things I would say is, you know, making sure that you have those plans in place. I mentioned that before, but just having that communications plan in place so that you know what your communication outlets are and you can start sharing content quickly and effectively. Um, so just having an audit of what your social media sites are, your e-newsletter reach, your school information system, etc. Um, you know, having an enrollment management plan that is buttoned up so that when you're in a time of crisis um, in the middle of a pandemic, you can remind yourself to continue that cycle of, you know, inquiry, admissions, enrollment, retention, and already have those processes in place to reach prospective students and also retention strategies um, to justify the purchase decision. Um, One plan that I know a lot of our schools have leaned on is, you know, having that advancement plan. So as fundraising looks a little bit different, they still have those donor relations in place. 
so I think that's one of the things the pandemic has taught us, but also transparency. Um, so we're, you know, whatever the plan is going to be at a school, whether, you know, a student is going to be sent home because they have COVID or, you know, whether a class is going to be transitioned to at-home learning. Um, and that's different for each school throughout our country, what, what that looks like. But being transparent and clearly communicating with families about what's happening, what are the safety protocols in place, I think is, is important. And, you know, we've all had to learn to become flexible, um, whether you're a school administrator or a student or a teacher, just having to pivot, adjust, understand that, you know, plans change um, and really be, being flexible. And I think the last thing I would say is something that all of our Catholic schools do well, which is showing grace. And I saw this at my daughter's school where, you know, the pandemic has really taught us to have patience and show kindness and to work with what you're provided um, and making exceptions um, when a family needs an exception. So I think there's some really great things that have come out of the pandemic as far as, you know, what our schools um, are doing and how that messaging can be shaped. So, you know, definitely some positives. And, you know, I know as a Catholic school parent, I was grateful that, you know, my daughter's school definitely um, showed kindness during this period of time. That's tremendous. So I'm hearing three key themes, right? The first one around this idea of planning and you ran the gamut from communications to, to marketing to enrollment management. You talked about transparency being sort of that second key to learning, the need to be transparent and to do so um, with that third element, which is this idea of grace. So planning, transparency, grace. I think they're awesome, just fantastic learnings. And I imagine you're gonna be going through this in your sessions at NCEA 2021. And I know that one of your sessions, you're talking about this, uh, about developing a communications plan, right? And so for our listeners that are sort of trying to wrap their heads around this idea of planning for communications, can you talk a little bit about what you feel should be in a school's communication plan? What what are the, the, the key elements and what should a communications plan entail? Sure, definitely. I, I would always encourage schools to have a communications plan. Um, and, and those factors would really be, you know, looking at the research that you've done um, and being able to set goals and measurable objectives uh, being able to organize that planning process and evaluating the results in the communication plan um, and really understanding why our families are choosing Catholic schools. Is it for the um, perception of better academic quality or the religious values? Is it the safety structure and discipline or that value added or leadership opportunities? And providing that plan really is going to help you market your school both for internal and external audiences. And I think, you know, building trust and providing framework for the future. Um, so as you're kind of combining that market mission with that plan, I think there's a lot of positives that will come out of that. Um, and yes, we absolutely will go into that um, during the presentation that I have planned for NCEA 2021. That's tremendous. Thanks. I love those two concepts of market and mission that you've tied together there. I'm going to pivot it a little bit, just considering the market and, and 
and, and who Catholic schools are marketing to, who they're learning from, and who they're trying to develop trust with. And so let's talk about social media. Now, social media in an age of social distancing and staying at home has played a tremendous role in how we encounter those that we serve. So can you talk about in the last year, what are some of the best practices that you've seen recently regarding social media for Catholic schools? Yeah, I, I love working with social media um, at our diocesan level and also um, at the school level. Uh, some of the great things I've seen come out of that are um, the use of video that schools and dioceses are using. Um, also, Instagram stories and Facebook Live. I've seen a lot of progress being made when it comes to social media calendaring. Um, so really drilling down to the marketing pillars and you know, presenting a solid social media plan. So there's a method to the madness of those proactive and reactive posts. Um, and a lot of um, entities now are really taking the time to study the analytics so they can make data-driven decisions about what they should be posting and following those generational trends of which audiences are on which social media sites. So I think that's been important. I've also seen a lot more entities collaborating tagging others in posts and engaging in content. So they're not just throwing out concepts on social media, but they're asking questions, they're engaging, they're responding, um, especially when students are not on campus. And, and that's played a lot into the role of social media ambassadors too. And we'll talk about that um, during my presentation, but you know, providing a platform for these parent ambassadors who may not be there, you know, boots on the ground, but they sure can be great school ambassadors by utilizing social media too. So those are just a few of the things that I've seen recently um, that include best practices that a lot of schools are doing right now. I imagine though, I think if you're a school leader or working to support a school's communications and marketing and social media presence, that the shift from being like a consumer of social media it, it, and shifting from that to like using social media to meet communications and marketing, you know, enrollment objectives can be sort of daunting, but it's important, right? And 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 you talked a little bit about facts and figures and stats, and 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 I'm curious to hear, you know, you you've got a presentation that's probably informed by some of those eye-opening facts and stats. So in your research on social media platforms and trends, what are some of those like like can you give us some of those like really eye-opening facts or stats that you came across that you feel like Catholic school leaders need to know about? Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. And I think it's important for us to kind of look at this year over year to see where the audience trends are. But I'll touch on Facebook first. Um, so Facebook has uh, right now it's 2.74 billion monthly active users. And that is an increase of 12 percent year over year. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. It's continuing to grow. Um, it is the only social media platform to reach more than half of all social media users. So it is still the biggest site. I think 59% of the world's social networking population is on Facebook. It's only outranked by Google and YouTube when it comes wow. to visited website. Yeah. So that's interesting. And this is funny. Only TikTok beats out Facebook for downloads. So when you start thinking about that, um, I, I could go into more about generational trends, but the largest audience on Facebook right now is 25 to 34 year olds. And when we look at, you know, what, how does that compare to Instagram? You know, Instagram, which is really, a, you know, a mobile app, it still cracks the top 10 for website visits. 
Um, and as far as mobile apps are concerned, um, it's outranked only by Facebook, WhatsApp, and Facebook Messenger for downloads. So um, here in the U.S., there are more women than men using Instagram. Um, you know, and worldwide, that is the trend, but it's a little bit more even worldwide. Um, and I think the most recent stat I read about Instagram was that 81% of people use Instagram to research products and services. So as we're looking at this at a school level, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we have schools that are helping to foster interactions so that when they are selling that product with that school, that they're there and they're able to communicate that. And Twitter's interesting. So I think Twitter's advertising audience right now is at around 353 million. Uh, 21% of adults in the U.S. do use Twitter. It's stayed around the same, pretty steady for the past few years as far as usage. Um, interestingly enough, 42% of Twitter users have a college degree. Um, so you're looking at those that, you know, are pretty well educated. The audience, again, is around 25 to 34 um, as the largest segment. But 99% of Twitter users have one other social media outlet. So you got to understand, though, that, you know, they're not operating in a vacuum, that these Twitter users are going to be on other social sites. So some of those stats really surprised me looking at this year, um, but there is such opportunity for our schools to take advantage of this. Now that we really understand for this year, you know, who's using it, what age range it is, et cetera. I have to say the 25 to 34 segment being the, the largest generational or age segment of users on Facebook actually kind of surprised me because I feel like I've gone to marketing, you know, workshops or trainings and been told, well, you know, millennials aren't using Facebook. And, and so that's that's an interesting finding. And what do you think is the right response to that? Like how, how can schools particularly use some of that generational information to then better market their schools? Sure. So, uh, yeah, that was a little interesting too. And you know, these stats change frequently and they can be regional too. I, you know, we've had an uptick of Facebook users that are a little bit older, um, especially now, but I think it's around 5% of Facebook's total audience is 65 and older. Um, but to answer your question about how, how schools can manage this, I think by doing some social media surveys and really understanding who their users are, if, you know, they're reaching to, if they want to reach alumni, they look at what that alumni, um, you know, generation is and, and reaching them on that platform. If they're looking for prospective middle school students or prospective elementary school students, well, you know, are they on Snapchat? Are they on Instagram? And kind of targeting that messaging and that wording in that realm. So um, if they're looking to network with larger organizations like NCEA and some of these professional organizations, making sure that they have a presence on Twitter and that's updated and you have relevant content. So I think kind of channeling your different communication strategies for each one of these platforms, I think is really important, uh, not only to our schools, but the dioceses as well. That's great. I One more thing before we leave social media, but I heard you mention TikTok. Is there, are there any recommendations for practice for schools using TikTok right now? Are you seeing that being used in schools as a way to, to, to market or to engage students and families? Well, actually, I, I did see something recently that I thought was great, and I did participate in it, uh, full disclosure, but it was um, a contest that a school put out, and 
It was a Christian song, and if a student and their parent or it could be anyone participated in this TikTok challenge, then it was just uploaded and they voted on it and the students would get a free jeans day. But it's just a way to meet students where they're at. Um, and if they're on TikTok and you want to present this fun challenge about, you know, whether it's a Christian song and, you know, people are going to learn this specific dance, you know, you can really engage that audience and show your relevance with that student. So I have seen schools use it um, in unconventional ways and real positive ways. So that would be a great, you know, thing to do. Meet with your student government, meet with your student ambassadors and talk to them about what are some strategies to use TikTok um, and, and really engage them. So, yeah, there's some fun ways to do it for sure. I'm a little embarrassed to admit that your level and sophistication and knowledge on TikTok is far greater than mine. Uh, so it's good to know you have some practical suggestions for our audience, uh, especially those that are serving students that are probably on TikTok. So that's, that's great. Um, just as we come to a close here, I, I think there's a ton of great information. I feel like we've just barely scratched the surface in terms of what you're going to be presenting at NCA 2021. But as we wrap up, I'm going to give you like maybe 60, 90 seconds max. Can you sort of pitch your two sessions at NCA 2021 and what uh, attendees can expect to learn from you in those sessions? Absolutely. Um, so I'm doing two different sessions. One is going to be about building a communications plan using data-driven techniques. Um, this is a fun presentation. I'm going to talk a little bit about the planning deliberate program that you can create um, to market your school for image enrollment and resources. Uh, looking at that proactive philosophy that we just talked about during that presentation, I'm going to give some tangible examples that schools can actually implement right away, um, like profile pieces, how to repurpose information, calendaring examples. So at the end of this presentation where I talk about communications planning, I'm going to say, here are 15 things you can do today. This is some low-hanging fruit you can actually do because I like it when I'm at a conference or a convention. And I can really take things home and, and put them into practice. Um, and the second one is social media for effective communications. That um, is going to be talking about two-way communication tools that are available through social media platforms where you can be real strategic with your planning. Um, you can cross-promote messages uh, around these platforms and really optimizing each post for maximum results. So we will talk a little bit about generational trends a lot about auditing your pages, your social media pages, to make sure that you are posting what people are wanting to see and then using that data for some marketing. Um, and then tips and tricks. I'll end with, again, some tangible things that schools or dioceses could do right away to really maximize the reach of those different posts. So I'm looking forward to it uh, and sharing any knowledge that I can with, with those that are going to be listening. So I'm excited about the whole NCA 2021 this year. I know there's some great speakers out there. Um, it's really well organized, and I encourage everyone to register today if they haven't already. Awesome. Thanks, Jen. It sounds like those two sessions are going to be tremendous. They're going to be practical. Uh, they're going to blend sort of the best of, of what works in the field as well as, as new and emerging practices. So I think it's, it's really awesome. And if you have a particular interest or enthusiasm for marketing, communications, operational vitality, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, these are two sessions that you will definitely want to check out. Uh, Jen, thanks so much. Uh, any sort of last words or comments or, or things that people should think about 
especially around marketing and communications and social media for the remainder of the year? Um, sure. I, I think for the remainder of the year, I would really um, just take the time to sit back and look at what has worked and what hasn't. As we kind of got out of the box this past year um, with the pandemic, really understanding, you know, maybe you invented a new strategy that is working. Well, how can you build on that for the future? So um, I know some school employees are tired. There's a lot going on right now, but Stay the course, um, lean on NCEA for the tips and the tools and, and the webinars and the podcasts and all the different resources that they have um, available. And, you know, also, you know, congratulations to each of these schools for making it through the school year and, um, you know, to these teachers who have given it their all and, and for the students too for being flexible. And um, I just ask you all to continue to show grace and, um, you know, looking forward to sharing some best practices there at NCA 2021 and learning from one another during that time too. Well, I think we'll learn a lot if we embody what you talk about in terms of planning, transparency, and grace. Jen, thanks so much. My pleasure, John. I look forward to seeing everybody at NCA 2021. And just like Jen said, we have a tremendous program lined up for NCEA 2021, and it's not too late to register. Go to 2021.ncea.org, that's 2021.ncea.org, to view our full program, to see our three days with six extraordinary keynotes and 12 learning tracks and over 100 live and on-demand sessions. Registration is still available for 129 for individual attendees, and our watch party registration is still available at the low, low price of $9.99 to get your entire school access to all of NCEA 2021 for the live event, as well as access up to two months later. It's a tremendous value for your professional learning, for collaboration, and an opportunity for you to join the largest gathering of mission-driven Catholic educators in the nation. We hope to see you at NCA 2021, and we'll catch you on next week's episode of the NCA podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is John Reyes. We'll see you soon.